This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz and Andy, grab a beer and discuss our topic of the week. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us wherever good podcasts are found, you can also watch us. Just search Tall Boy Radio on YouTube. If you have a story and want to feature on the show, drop us an email at tbrpodcast at hotmail.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram or leave us a message via the Anchor app which we can play on the show. This is a Beans Does Stuff production. Anyway, the show is about to start so go grab yourself a cold one, sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 66 of Tallboy Radio. And if you recognise the voice, it's me, it's Gaz. I'm in the driving seat again um, tonight. And um, as been the case in the last sort of couple of, um, sort of episodes, we, we followed a little bit of a theme. So this this is a sort of follow-on from the one that we did last week where we discussed sort of effectively the golden age of WWE or WWF, depending on the generation you come from. Um, and... This week, sort of, we're going to start to think about and maybe discuss perhaps a slightly darker side of wrestling and perhaps the stories that maybe sort of people don't want you to hear about and stuff. So behind the glitz and the glamour. So we're going to explore all of, all of that. But before I do that, I'm going to introduce um, our guest tonight. Um, same as last time for the wrestling one, we've got a guest. So we've got um, my young brother Sid. So he's on, um, and obviously we've got the two. Um, regular guys as well. So if you want to um, introduce yourselves, guys, and let everybody know what you're drinking. Um, Ad, do you want to go first? Yeah, cheers for that one, Gazza. Uh, yeah, great great to be doing this one again. Great to have Sid back on. Nice to have him on two weeks on the bounce. And this week, yeah, it should be interesting, actually. I enjoyed last week's episode where we were talking about our fond, fond memories. But obviously, as we discussed, there is, there is like you say, a little bit of a darker side to it. So be interesting to, to, to hear everybody's take on that. Now, in terms of the beer, I have I've skipped the Eam theme again this week because I've picked up one. I just wanted to drink it. Uh, it's Buxton Brewery's Kingslayer, which is a double IPA. I have to say, I do love a double IPA, and this one is particularly good uh, in the old TBR glass if you're watching on YouTube. Nice and yellowy, really really hoppy is an absolute delight and eight percent is just about where it needs to be superb um andy do you want to go next sure hi i'm on the old uh triple pirate uh, nice yeah uh yeah i needed it today <laughs> it's been a long day <laughs> been a long day what's that 10, ten till two Oof, i wish <laughs> TBR glasses on. Oh, perfect. perfect. Uh, Sid, do you want to say hellos? Hi, guys. Good to be back. Um, yeah. Um, so this is actually the first time I'm actually have, having a beer or a drink tonight uh, on, on uh, TBR. Uh, so off work tomorrow. Cleared the garage out today. Uh, so I think I well deserved uh, a drink. So I'm, I've got a bottle of Bud, small bottle of Bud. I've got another one here. And I've got a classic bottle of Brancott Estate Sauvignon in the fridge as well. If needed. Nice. 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 Um, 
Good work. Yeah, I'm I'm on a good old TBR favourite, um, Leffy. Um, and just in case that runs out, I'm also on another TBR favourite of Hoy Garden. Whether I get through both of them, we'll wait and see. And again, I'm rocking the um, official um, sort of TBR um, podcast glass. And for the keen eye amongst you, I'm also wearing a TBR t-shirt. So um, merch all over the place tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, just before we start, um, I don't know whether anybody has any shout outs, um, anybody want to mentions or anything like that. Um, give us a holler if, if there's anybody in particular that, that you want to sort of um, give a shout out to. I, do you know, I don't have anyone specific this week just for a change, but I will give a shout out to our pals in Oklahoma, Tilly and China. They've just updated their logo and it looks pretty smart. Well impressed with that one. I know listening to their episode, they have plans on using that design to make a Smokey and the Bandit themed Tilly and China t-shirt. So I will certainly be sticking my hand in my pocket to pick that one up when it comes out. Nice work. Um, Andy, said anybody in particular, any shout outs? No. Um, no, not really. No, just again to my to my eldest. Well, first time, sorry, to my eldest son Lewis, uh, who gladly, when this all first started, I'd have asked him to do some music uh, for the podcast, which which he did, which I thought was 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 pretty good, to be fair. And I think it's still being used now. Uh, some of it towards the end of the credits. We do. We use it as the closeout music and. If you, in, if, if you check our show notes on YouTube and on wherever you listen to the podcast, you'll, you'll you'll see his name in the credits. Certainly does. Uh, Happy days. Yeah, shout out to Lou. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, Andy, anybody in particular? Uh, just usual. Usual suspects. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, usual, similar to me, usual suspects. Um, shout out to um, the Double Trouble guys. Um, Obviously, sort of key, key listeners to um, TBR will, will, will understand after maybe after this week why why I've given them a particular shout out. I won't um, I won't say too much, um, but particular shout out to those guys. Um, looking forward to um, the beer club and the sort of stuff that they've got coming along. So that that's going to be that's going to be uh, interesting to see what what we get. I think sort of three of us have signed up for that. Myself, Adam, Andy, I think I've, I've sort of signed up for that. So um, yeah. Looking, looking forward to to see what they've got, um, and then just the normal crew again, the the, the normal guys that, that retweet and um, comment this, that, and the other. Um, but yeah, nothing really specific for me this week. Um, so right, guys, so let's get into it. Um, so slightly, <clears throat> I say slightly sort of darker subject matter. I mean, obviously, we, I, I I really enjoyed reminiscing a bit like I had last week on sort of wrestling and the golden era and all those famous wrestlers that we sort of grew up loving and um, the glitz and the glamour and all of that. Um, and we sort of discuss obviously when we sort of um, pre-production and all that, we sort of chat about what we can talk about. And actually we, we all sort of felt as though there was perhaps a, a, a sort of slightly darker underbelly or a slightly darker side to, to wrestling that, that you don't really see that much of. And I know that I'd, um, has sort of mentioned and seen uh, sort of a documentary that focuses on on one of the wrestlers that we spoke about last week, um, so Jake the Snake and and that sort of stuff. And there's a couple of documentaries that that I wanted to to, to mention. But what was what were your th- thoughts in terms of um, the dark? I say the dark side of wrestling. I mean, at the time, were you aware of it? Did you hear the stories about? Sort of the, the slightly dark side, the injuries and the and the addiction and all of that sort of stuff. I mean, I know I'd, you obviously went to a couple of events. Were, were you were you aware that there was a sort of 
effectively darker side to it? Or at the time, did you feel as it was all glitz and glamour? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty much it. No, completely, completely unaware until maybe 10, 15 years later when you start to hear the stories. Like you say, there's a very sharp veneer that's put on on the wrestling and it's that sort of Americana, the glitz and the glamour. And it's great to see, but like you say, it disguises sometimes what goes on behind. And it's one of the things we talked about, wasn't it, in terms of that... You know, back in the day, wrestling was great because literally every time you switched on your telly, there was big names fighting big names. And nowadays, there's nice all talk and, and it's boring as hell to watch. So, we, which is probably why we dropped out of it, and maybe because we're a little bit too old for that kind of stuff. But you know, we we wondered, didn't we, if that was part of the reason behind it, as as to the making it a little bit more safer for the guys involved. Yeah, absolutely, and. Sid, um, I, I mean, obviously you you were you know you were part of the episode last week, and I know that sort of growing up, you know, you were a massive fan. Um, sort of same question to you, really. You know, were you aware at the time, or did you just affect? I mean, I know you were sort of younger and stuff, but was it a case? Oh my God, look at these guys. Was there any thought of, well, actually, what are these guys putting themselves through? Or again, were you a bit like I just like, oh my God, glitz glamour. I want to be that guy, sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely like that. Um, none of the. Um, thinking about you know steroids and this and that and anything behind the scenes at all. It was just yet yeah, glitz and glamour. So yeah. like 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 it's only you know you hear about things and obviously the um, the internet and you see things on the internet and what have you. Um, yeah, that only come to light since that. But yeah, I've never once thought that behind what what goes on behind the scenes at all. Never. Yeah, yeah. Andy, sort of similar for yourself then. I mean, slightly, slightly different, I suppose, generation of wrestlers. Obviously, Andy, you're a bit, bit younger than us and stuff. So, slightly different. Were you, were you more aware of perhaps some of this slightly shadier or darker stories to do with the, the historical wrestlers, or was it, was there anything that you picked up from from sort of your era, which was possibly slightly later than ours? Not really. No, I mean, I used to just like when I was younger, just watch the events. Never really had the internet or anything when I was younger, so it was just like, oh, just watch whatever was on TV. So, you know, all just whatever you see on TV, that's all I knew of wrestling sort of thing. So it was all like, you know, these guys are putting themselves through all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I think um, I think for myself, where the, the generation changed to like, you know, like the rock started coming up and it was 2000s, I think you could tell there was a change in the business with, I think probably because I was a bit older as well, the story started coming out then about drug use and stuff like that. But yeah. I think it did start getting cleaner and cleaner. Like they cut down on a lot of rest, uh, the match types and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll go more into that later on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, and... when you look back on it now, though, and you're watching an old wrestling match, it's like, yeah, you must have been on summer. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you see um, old Warrior like just charging around for like an hour. It's like, God, yeah. I, I'm yeah. like probably half his age now, and I still can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, I, and I, that sort of leads me to, in a way, sort of to my first, not category stuff, but what was the first, the, the sort of first time in terms of a tragedy surrounding sort of wrestling? I mean, I the, there was a couple for me. One is one was more of an accident, but was still a bit of a tragedy, and I think. You guys probably know where where I'm going with this. Obviously, you look at Owen Hart; he was 
his was an accident, tragic accident, you know, stunt trying to enter the ring and it was a stunt gone wrong sort of thing. And that was a, a bit of a, like, a holy fudge, like what, what's gone on there sort of thing. Um, but the Chris Benoit for me was like shocking. Like, like where did that come from? And it, and it got me thinking, was that, tragedy and it was because for those that don't know he was um he he basically murdered his his wife and he, he murdered it was his seven-year-old sort of child and then committed suicide effectively so um and and i remember thinking down at the time you're sorry down to what cause was it yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so um they sort of don't know um and and you do a bit of research and they sort of don't know but they they did they did put it down to um, again possible um, substance abuse, um, depression. You know, there the, the was sort of mental health. That, you know, the, the, which obviously is prevalent in, in the times that we live in now. But it, there was nothing for me. It was the identification or lack of identification that actually this guy might be suffering from these things. If you know what I mean. So that that for me was the, the like a massive sort of tragedy, not just from him, but obviously. You know, he was tried for murder. You know that it, I say. You know that was he killed his wife, he killed his kid, he committed suicide. Well, something's gone on there, obviously, and and it and it made me think: was that was that because of the line of work he was in? And we go down the depression, the loneliness, that on the road for days after days after days, or was it actually he was probably suffering from mental illness and that possibly would have happened anyway had he not been a wrestler so it got me thinking about that that sort of was it the substance abuse due to his career and perhaps the the, the short-lived time of his career i don't know what what are your thoughts on the sort of chris benoit ones anyone want to sort of jump in there because to me that's like pretty shocking go on i think i think there's a few things i remember at the time when it happened they were saying he, he was he had, he had a couple of bans from wrestling because of steroid abuse and stuff like that. They started doing more drug testing. But I think down the line, as time went on, they, they turned around saying, well, he had a lot of concussion and stuff like that. So he's obviously going to get some sort of uh, you know, um, trauma and different ways of thinking and stuff. But also his career yeah. was sort of on the wind down as well. So it's probably like you know, multiple things that probably affected him. I, I think, don't think you could say it was one thing. Yeah, no, I think also, and, and quite a few of them, um, um, prescription uh, painkillers, oxycodone, I think, was played a big part in Benoit's roid rage. I, I think that's what I heard, um, coupled with yeah, different different recreational drugs and what have you. And yeah, um, so, but I, yeah, oxycodone, I think, played a big part in it. Yeah, and he, he was he was also quite affected, wasn't he, by the death of Eddie Guerrero, who's if yeah. I pronounced the surname yeah. right, is it? Yeah. yeah. So they, they were close friends, and, and you know, it, it really sort of deeply affected him. And and I when, when I think about and and it was actually reading about this one, you know, because it wasn't there weren't wrestlers that I was familiar with. It's after I was watching it, I, I sort of I put it um, akin to. The social social media age that we're in at the moment, and the likes of reality TV, and you look at the likes of the people from there who've who've unfortunately gone on to take their own life and do 
terrible things, you know, or have passed away due to substance abuse or not taking care of themselves, whether that is eating disorders and what have you. And it does make you wonder whether the care was there for these people. Like you say, clearly the guy was struggling, you know, someone who is of rational mind doesn't carry out the acts that he did. So somewhere along the line, somebody's missed the opportunity. And I'm not blaming people for that. Somewhere along the line, somebody's missed out on on actually being able to prevent that. Yeah. I think I think now I think now Ad um, just touching a bit more on that. I don't know whether what Andy says. We'll talk about that later. Um, but I think there's a there's a WWE wellness policy now. Um, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. Which basically, I think there's mental health. Well, I mean, I don't know what, but I would imagine there's mental health. And there's, what they what they do is they uh, they so the WWE introduced or WWF but it's probably under the WWE. Um, they introduced this wellness program and what, what they do is effectively they, um, they they stay in touch with and communicate with all of their previous contracted wrestlers. So even if, you know, your career perhaps has finished over, you know, six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, whatever, if you were effectively contracted by them, they would stay in touch with you um, and I think what happened was is that I think they write, I think they contacted the wrestlers maybe once a year, twice a year. They they write them a letter and, and effectively say, here's here's all of the things that we can do. Here are the, the agencies that we can put you in touch with. Here are the things that we can help you with. Um, and I think it was Kurt Angle um, that said that it was an absolute effect. It was a godsend for, for, for him because I think he, did he try to, maybe start up his own company or something with it and 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 he said it was it was a godsend for him and he understood the impact that that would have for lots of ex wrestlers just in terms of the 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 number of ex wrestlers that he knew that he said were effectively were sort of crying out for help and it might not be a a physical you need to help me but it's substance abuse it it's risk taking behavior it's all of those things that are associated with that um but yes, yeah, so you're spot on. They do, they 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 do do a um, like a wellness program, which is fantastic. And that was one of the things that I, I got in my notes, and and it, it it sort of got me thinking. While I was thinking of that wellness program, I I, I sort of started to think about another American sport that I, I say sport is wrestling sport probably not but uh, nfl in terms of their concussion protocols and 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 all the stuff that's come in so at what point were they starting to be aware of concussion protocols and 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 andy mentioned it earlier you know um that people suffer concussion after concussion after concussion after concussion and and we're probably going to get onto this a little bit later in 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 the in the episode but you go out and you wrestle, you probably take a banged head, you've probably got a concussion, you then effectively jump in a car or a trailer or whatever, and you then drive for three hours, four hours, five hours through the night to get to your next venue to set up a game for the following night because you're wrestling the following night, and it's that cycle of... of, Yeah, it's it's almost like um, the boxers, they they say he's punch drunk. Yeah. You know, so I would imagine, like Andy says, with concussion, not up on concussion, concussion, you just don't know what you're doing. But uh, but I think back in the day, it, it it almost felt as though, and I don't know whether we touched on this last week, but it was like a big name versus a big name, and you've built it on all of your posters, all of the because it's possibly slightly pre-internet or initially the, the start of the internet, but everything would have been 
uh, maybe radio media, local television posters in it. It was like the Ultimate Warrior versus Macho Man Randy Savage or whatever. Now, if the night before Macho Man Randy Savage has come off state, got a bit of a bang on the head or whatever, at the time they were like, excuse my French, like, sod that. We've got 70,000 people watching you tomorrow night and you're meant to be fighting this guy. We can't suddenly sub you out and sub somebody else in like a the bloody one, two, three kid or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like we've got we've got to have a decent name. And I think you're right. And there was that pressure of, of, of yeah. performing like night after night after night after night. You know, that that and 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 I don't know whether or not the I'm sort of making an assumption they have, but have they got a concussion protocol? Did, did, and I know they have doctors. Are they really? In 2016, there was a bunch of wrestlers actually who brought a class act against the WWE on the basis of the Concussion Act. So uh, one of the main guys actually I was reading about, and and to be honest, when I looked at the picture of him, I didn't recognise him at all, was the Berserker. Okay. Um, You remember the guy who was six foot eight, huge beard. You you looked at him now and, yeah, you you would not recognise this individual. But, yeah, he had, he'd had, obviously, he'd had his own troubles and, I'd been banned from driving a couple of times due to, I think it was alcohol abuse. and But now he's living in um, a care facility because of he literally can't take care of himself. He needs to be looked after. He needs round-the-clock care. And what they're saying is a lot of this is down to you know, the concussions that he suffered during that time. So yeah. I, w- I would be amazed if they don't now, certainly off off the back of legalising, these things tend to be put in place, but I'm guessing 2016 yeah. probably in place beforehand. Um, but definitely, definitely back then, I, I, I don't think they'd even yeah. thought about this as a thing. No, no. And, and Andy, I mean, I don't know whether or not you sort of, I mean, I know you, I know you like you, you sort of your NBA and stuff, and 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 you talk about your American sports, and I know that the NFL had a massive issue with concussion protocols and all of that sort of thing. Um, did, what are your thoughts, Andy? You know, do you think they had that protocol back, and the doctors that you know, oh, the doctors had a look at him; he's okay to carry on. Really, is he a medical doctor, or is he just another show guy that's in the corner that's meant to add to the razzmatazz? Do you know what I mean? It was that sort of thing. Um. I think now they'll probably treat their stars or whatever, like you know, like how footballers do, where they treat them like you know assets that make money, sort of thing. So I'd like yeah. to think now the medical care is incredible. I think back in the yeah. day it was a case of um, can they patch them up enough to get them back out? Because mm. a rival podcaster, <laughs> uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, <laughs> he uh, he's done some interviews like with uh, the Undertaker and all that, and when you when you listen listen to them he's they're there saying like he's broken like every bone in his body and he snapped yeah. every ligament and he says like he'll go out wrestle one day um he'll might tear some he might you know break, well not break but you know do a, a fairly bad injury a doctor there but like, oh, i'll take these painkillers yeah. get on the road or fly somewhere to the other side of the u.s yeah on the flight there they'll probably be drinking and stuff like that. they get in the hotel they're drinking and it's just like you know, insane, just there to try and get back on the show because, like I say, they might not have any reserve. It was all about getting these superstars on the show, whereas I'd like mm-hmm. to think now it is different where they... Well, now, um, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, but I've just, just seen that it says all WWE talent undergo tests of brain function, including memory processing, speed and reaction time. 
monitoring and analysis are done through the Impact Concussion Management Programme, which is used yeah. by the NFL, NHL, M- MLB, MLS, uh, US yeah. Olympic Training Centre. So yeah, so so they do. They but, do but it's that. interesting because back you know back back in the day, I suppose the longevity of their careers or, or lack of longevity meant that actually. It not quite if you refuse I mean I, I don't necessarily know whether it was it was sort of Vince McMahon as such him per se personally or it's just the organization but could you refuse to go on and I suppose back in the day if you were injured let's say injured and you had a knock or a bang or a broken finger or whatever it may be broken eyelash whatever it may be if you've got if you refused <clears throat> they could bin you off well, you know, like, and, and that was the thing is, so back in the day, you were like, well, I've got to keep going because I'm, I'm, I'm popular at the moment and people want to come see me. So effectively, I'm a bit of a cash cow for the, this organisation. I'm making money for them. But if I refuse to go out because I've yeah. knackered my knee or my hip or my head or my shoulder or whatever, then the guy that steps in, yeah. if he does okay... Two weeks down the line, he's now the headliner, and I'm out on my arse, and I've got a no disrespect like, to any other wrestling organisations out there. But at the time, the WWF was the best one, and then you got WCW, and you got was it N N N W something or whatever, and they were not quite as well known. So then you think you start going down the ladders, and all of a sudden, from commanding a contract with the WWF, I, I don't know, back in the day, what half a million pound a year or whatever you know you're now commanding what 50 quid a night as you, you mentioned Dan, about jake the snake you know he's wrestling in bloody leisure centers and stuff okay. you know and, and it's that it's that thing so is that a reason why some of these people effectively fought injured yeah i guess so i reckon so because what what you just said it's like um what's been on uh, UK television on, on a, a channel uh, over over this last couple of days, one of my all-time favourite films, uh, Rocky IV, was um, when uh, Apollo, Rocky wanted Apollo to not fight Drago, and he says, what happens if I step out and some young bum comes in and fights him and beats him? Where am I going to be? Yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Exactly what he said. So, yeah, they probably do. But... Yeah. And, 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 that, and it's, it, it's just that whole cycle of and and one of the things i wrote down andy had a, sorry I, I i didn't give you the chance to sort of say that i mean what 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 are your thoughts on it was it a case of you know I, i'm i'm popular i'm doing okay i'm making money for these people i have to fight injured or do you think they were effectively was it the wrestler's decision to fight injured because they worried about the longevity of their career or was it they were told to fight injured well, I'll refer back to like the Undertaker interview on Stone Cold. He, he was saying like he always wanted to make the fans feel that you know they're paying for a show and he's going to give it to them. So if he was billed, he'd never wanted to like duck out of it. So whether yeah. I think I want one one wrestling match for example, I think he walked down the the ramp and fireworks and flames were going off and all that stuff, and he got yeah. burnt. And he just carried on wrestling, and they, they found out he's like. I don't know if it's second degree burns or something like that, but he he carried on the whole match like all these like you know you yeah, know you put your that. hand over a pan it's like that hurts he's literally burnt skin and he's carried on and it's like that wow. sort of so I think you've got that angle of you know wanting to put on a show of who you are then like you say you know um, don't want these like young people coming in and <laughs> taking yeah. my job for whatever yeah they got yeah. a 
yeah, it's, it's a cutthroat business from what it looks like anyway when you when you look back at the older and I events. think I think like going back to your original question that you posed Gaz uh, what was the first memory or or that you thought um about the dark side of it for me one of them was was the British Bulldog I think that was um 2000 something like that yeah David um, Boy Smith he was he was on my list and I've got I have got a list of the ones that I remember but yeah go on Davy Boy Smith and what 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 do you know about him then well not a lot it's just I know that the, in I think it was SummerSlam 92 in his match against Bret Hart I yeah, think I was uh, I was there God, yeah, I, think, I think later on Bret Hart uh, Bret Hart said basically he, he he was messed up on crack and that was 1992 yeah you know yeah. In, in an interview afterwards so it was obviously quite prevalent then as well really yeah. well David Boy Smith um died when he was 39 years old yeah he was 39 years old um and the the official the, the coroner said the official reason was um heart attack um and however what they did they, they attributed um some steroid reliance because for, for for years he wanted to be a wrestler and when he was a kid they said he was too small so for years and years and years, he, he effectively bulked up on steroids in, and he, he was relying on steroids to become bigger. And he, I, I don't know how tall he was, but I, from memory, you know, I remember him being quite a short but ripped fighter. He wasn't like a six seven six eight. I his, suspect he was probably his his build height was his build high was six. I think six two. Oh, okay. But I, I would suspect he was shorter than that. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was like five ten or five nine. Yes, I would have said that. that. To be but, fair, but I yeah, it always reminded me a little bit of a just a I say a, a Shawn Michaels build, but you know not not a like massive. But then again, it's a bit like. When you watch the NBA and you see the small guys, you know the small guys are six foot two. It's like the tall guys are six eight, six nine. And you look at small guys, like, oh, big Z, yeah, six two. And you're like, what, really? <laughs> uh, but uh, Davy Boy was was obviously British bulldog, and he was one that you'd cheer for being British and being a fan and all of that sort of thing. But 39 years old, heart attack. They said it's probably steroid reliance and painkiller addiction. So he was one that got injured and. And it goes back to what you were saying, Sid, about being prescribed these painkillers, yeah. whether it's effectively whether it's morphine or oxycodone or whatever it was back in the day. But they were prescribed them, and then they they learn to rely on the relief from the pain that that gives them, and therefore it becomes just a, a habit. Um, and there was a, a I don't know whether there's a podcast or an article, and it was something like how, how does how does I'll just try it become I need it? Do you know what I mean? So how does how I, it's the transition of I'll do it once or I'll try it once or I'll take that painkiller once, and it and it talks about the journey of that to actually I now can't function without that, and it's that journey that that people go on and effectively become addicted to things. You know what's interesting as well is like Davy Boy, for example, like to to get to a big muscly size you you got a lot of work it's you gotta eat really strictly you know count your carbs proteins all that sort of stuff yeah you have to work out a lot um sleep well you know not eat junk food not drink so to go from that to then going you know like i say building up on like painkillers and then 
maybe a bit harder drugs and harder and harder and harder and it's like how do you end up on crack <laughs> from from someone that's yeah. like really like regimen and what how they live you know what i mean you probably go up train twice a day or whatever yeah to oh, i'm just gonna go smoke this little uh yeah <laughs> it's, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm guessing the guy who was selling him the roids probably illegally would be saying hey, have some of this this will sort you out for your pain relief just a little bit of this here and there. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll yeah. give you the first bit for free yeah, and, and you can imagine the conversation that happened, can't you? Um, but he, he was, you know, he was 39 years old. And when I was doing my, doing a bit of research and a bit of reading and stuff, I genuinely, I put on, I, I, it was something, I, I Googled something like um, WWF wrestling deaths or something like that. And there's a Wikipedia page, like genuinely, I, I couldn't get over how many people effectively don't make 50. And I mean, like, just don't make it. And I, I've got a list here, um, and there's only, I think there's only one here, and I'm, I've only put them on because he was mentioned in the in the episode last week. Um, and out of the list, and there's lots of, and literally, but the hundreds, not only was I shocked with, like, how young they were dying, it was how many? And I literally, think, uh, there were hundreds. Can I, can I just butt in then? And I, I think, to be honest, I think it's, I, I'm guessing it's it's the, the people or, or or the celebrities, if you like, who have made it, so to speak, and have become big in the, in the sport or entertainment. You know, you don't, you don't really hear of, it, of the, the people who didn't really make it. I mean, I'm sure it happened, but, the, but once you've got that stardom, I think that's where that where where it will well this this list. So uh, I, I was as I say I did a bit of research and stuff and and it was sort of wrestler deaths or something or others a Wikipedia and and literally scroll through. Some of them weren't WWF stroke WWE. Some of them were Canadian or some were Japanese or and they might have been in in franchises that that you, you were not aware of. But I, I'm not even joking. There were like hundreds effectively. There, there were. So so many, and yes, some of them, just because they were on the list, some of them were like 65, 66, and you thought, mm, okay, and then there was a couple of like 70, but the vast majority were 40s to 50s. There were some that were, didn't even make that, you know, mid, mid-20s, late-20s, but the vast majority were 40s to 50, and without doing a disservice to lots of these people, you know, a lot of them were, Sort of substance abuse, you know, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, painkiller abuse, um, sort of suicide. There was one tragic story, and it's actually a Japanese female wrestler. She was 22, I think she was. Um, and literally, she was tipped to be like a, a, a megastar because I know obviously in, in Japan, sort of wrestling is huge and stuff, but like tipped to be like a mega superstar. Um, and she took her own life at 22 affected because of uh, it, back in the day because of some of the abuse that she received on um, social media platforms and via the internet and stuff and like 22 like seriously and that was they, they said that that was effectively down to the career she chose you know there was no mental health issues there was no uh, no substance abuse there was it was literally the abuse that she got and she was, and you're just like, really, like, like, how can that even be right, sort of thing? Um, I'm going to throw a name out there, and, and it's sort of been mentioned 
already. Uh, just for one that sort of shocked me in a way. Obviously, we mentioned Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero being 38. So again, you know, I'm 47. And it's like, he was 38. Um, drug abuse, alcoholism, you know. Um, I think his story is a tragic one. And that's a phrase that we're going to use a lot. And we have used a lot in this episode already. You know, that's a tragic one. That was a tragic one. That was a tragic one. And and you just think, how many of these, how many more of these can happen? You know, and I'm not saying that the WWE should be shut down or anything like that. But and 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 going back to what Sid said, yeah, there's a there's a wellness program now. But back in the day, like really. And it, it sort of surprised me that you mentioned that there was those however many wrestlers were that brought a concussion to bill against them. Why have there not been more? Because surely now, we, like you were talking now 2021, but let's say go back, you know, 10 years or whatever. Surely people were sort of starting to be aware of concussion and the impact of that and the wellness program and all of that. So... Why are they not more? Why are they not? Why are these ex wrestlers? Why are they not suing the ass off them? Because I don't care what people say. People can try to convince me otherwise, but there was absolutely no compassion back in the day, none whatsoever. And you read some of the stories about, in the nice way, suck, sex, drugs, and rock and roll that happened in in changing rooms, in you know various hotel rooms and stuff. There was absolutely no compassion whatsoever shown to these wrestlers back in the day. I don't know, what, you know. I don't know what your thoughts are, guys. But no, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you, you compare it to the NFL, and it was exactly the same there. Where in many ways, they knew the results of those tests, and they hid it because it was it would detract from the entertainment of the sport. And I don't doubt for one second that people were aware of the harm that was being done by what was what was being perpetrated. And do you think that? Happened. Do you think? Do you think the owners knew? Because uh, I, I know, I know. At the time, you know, twenty twenty one, the the profile of concussion is is massive, and injuries yeah. is massive, and stuff. And back in the day, it was probably still happening, but maybe people were not aware of it. Do you then think, Ad, that not quite? It was a cover. Well, yeah, it was a cover up. Yeah. Do, do you I, think I, that happened or not? No, I think at the time that it was there was a naivety about it. But the second that scandal hit within the NFL then they must have been aware that these guys were taking some big hits. And let's face it, when you're playing in the NFL, you are a lot more heavily padded than just wearing a pair of swimming trunks, you know, and you know, you've got your helmet on and everything. I know, I know obviously that some of the helmets yeah. they wore back in the day really weren't worth wearing, but... But it was I, some I did, protection. Yeah, it was some form of protection. And, you know, there's, there's an argument to say, actually, in some cases, that actually makes it worse. You know, and so I know and in boxing, they've looked at the padding that, that some of the, the, the different styles of boxers wear and actually say, actually, the hits can actually be exacerbated by wearing the padding. Um, and I don't know. But I, I don't think, to begin with, necessarily people were aware of what was going on. It was entertainment, it was sport, and people were just happy that the money was rolling in. Then all of a sudden, then... You see the health, and like you say, the amount of people that didn't make fifty—it's—it's it's horrific. And actually, the—the yeah. the list of ones that did is almost—it's probably the shorter list. Yeah, it's, it's, and, it's, and, it's, also, it's and also, I mean, and also like obviously, there was always women wrestlers. You know, back in the day, um, you had—I can't remember a blooming name to be honest. 
um, the first one, but obviously um, probably from 2000, mid 2000, something like that's got more prevalent. Um, but even well, in I'll, the, I'll throw, a, I'll throw a female name. So one of the ones I met was China. So she was, you know, yeah. Quite, yeah. so 46. Yeah. She was a drug overdose. Yeah. Well, the the other one that I I thought was um, Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Back, yeah. back in the WWF. Well, yeah. well, that's the yeah. thing. The, 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 I mean, she didn't, well, really wrestle. Maybe maybe the odd novelty match. Well, she was man- manager, wasn't she? She oh, was. Yeah. And then, and then sen- Sensational Sherry as well from from, from Shawn yeah. Michaels. Again, another one who barely made it into her 40s. Yeah. And it's just like, again, it's substance abuse. It's like, gee, well, Miss, Miss, Miss Elizabeth was um, 42. So, she, yeah. Mm. So she, but she was 42. Um, and she died of a drug overdose. So, effectively... You know, um, and she was found in Lex Luger's apartment, mansion, house, whatever. You know that. that so that was what forty-two. It wasn't and, even hard drugs as well. It was like painkillers and vodka. I think it was. Yeah, and that's so what he, Lex Luger, Lex Luger, Lex Luther, Luger, Luther, whatever his name. Yeah, that's what he was Superman. doing as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was doing as well. He was doing the same. It's tragic cocktail mix. But I, I think. I think if, I, I might be wrong, but I think Lex Luger is now part of the WWE Wellness um, Committee yeah. or program or something. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I just know that she was found there. It was. And whether or not, you know, I, I don't quite know the link between her and him per se, but that's where she was found. So, you know. They were, they were together. They were together. Really? Right, right, okay. And, and I know and you, you sort of mentioned, and we've mentioned him already, one of my favourite wrestlers, and we've mentioned the slight dark side, sort of Jake the Snake and stuff. I do you want to talk sort of a little bit about this sort of effect of the, doc, the documentary that, that followed Jake the Snake? Because I, I, when I was doing my research, I, I don't want to steal your thunder, but obviously I was reading about it, and I was like, effectively, I was like, like wow, like yeah. what the hell sort of thing. So I don't know if you want to sort of well, talk about that I for a minute. Th- there's actually two documentaries about him. There's another one which I haven't seen, which I'd very much like to, you know, because you and I are both big Jake the Snake fans back in the day. There's there's one called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, which was made in 2015. But there was an early one that I saw called Beyond the Mat, and it didn't just focus on him. It focused on mankind and a couple of other wrestlers. And again, it was fairly shocking. Actually, to be fair. He, he, you know, he was one of the people who, you know, mankind. And you think about the character who played on, on on the mat, really had his head far more screwed on than most. That's a real solid family guy. Yeah. But Jake the Snake, entirely the opposite. You know, he told the story of his dad and his difficult relationship with him, and the difficult relationship that he has with his family and his estranged daughter, and his drug abuse and prostitute addiction and things like that. And it is absolutely shocking. You know, first of all, that actually they got him to talk on camera at one point, literally, he just had enough. And, you know, when he asked him where he'd gone, he I just went off to my hotel room to smoke some crack. Oh, okay. Okay. But it, but it was totally normal to him. And this this was a guy, while they, while they were filming with him, it's like he said, he was on the road. Um wasn't with the WWE anymore. He was literally wrestling in in, in leisure centres, yeah. and it was it was actually quite depressing. He was still searching for that buzz. Yeah, you know, I uh, think, and that and that's the thing. Again, sorry, we, we mentioned him last week as one one of the ones we remember. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. 
I think he still wrestles every now and again at independent wrestling venues. Yeah. How old is he now then? I, I, I remember. I remember years ago. Years ago, and, and this is slight left turn. Um, I remember chatting to my old man, Big Gray, and he was talking about. He used to love his compares and his comedians, and his dancers and his shit. And, and he was talking about. Really. He used to love his eighties sort of comedians and stuff. And and he said he, he remembered talking about. And I can't feel I remember. And it might be someone like, I don't know, like. Les Dennis or Cannonball or <laughs> Little Large or whoever it was. And they were talking about like Michael Barrymore might have been, you know, the, the buzz of sort of you're on stage and you're commanding an audience of X thousands of people. And then you come off stage and you go into a dressing room and there's just you. And then you jump in a car and you drive down the M6 or whatever and you go to another venue and there's just you, and then you do the same thing again and stuff. And then, and and I remember my old man saying like the the because he used to love his his karaoke and his performing and, and entertaining stuff. And even at that level, which is an absolute mile away from what we're talking about, but he said the buzz of being on stage was amazing. And then you come off stage, and it's like. Oh, right. Oh, okay. And it's almost like you want that buzz all the time. So you can imagine these wrestlers that maybe are on the road with the WWF and, okay, Jake might fight, let's say, on a Monday. And he might be rostered to f- follow the WWF for a week or two weeks or whatever it may be. But he might not fight again until the Friday, the Saturday, the Sunday. So effectively, he's, he's driving around the country, staying in hotel rooms, effectively not getting the buzz of wrestling. Now, some guys, very rarely would you find the Ultimate Warrior would fight on a Monday and a Tuesday and a Wednesday and a Thursday. You know, they they might do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe. But those off days, well, what do you do? What what, what do you do to to, to maintain that buzz? I read an article. Correct, Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, not necessarily that, but I read an article, and I I think I read an article, or I've heard it somewhere, that basically the doctors turned around and said, they're feeling down, we've got something for that, which is an upper. Then they've got downers to bring them down. They've got everything, you know, for what type of mood they're in. So it can't help Andy asked the question there earlier, didn't he? How did the British Bulldog, someone who obviously must have taken his fitness regime very, very seriously, get into drugs? That answers the question. Is yeah. somebody searching for that euphoria? And yeah. stardom, I reckon. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, well, I think that's, I think there's possibly two slightly different things there. I think you're searching for your stardom and your, you want to keep that buzz. I think one is you're looking for that buzz, and then I think the other one is now you've got it. You know, you imagine someone like, and I mean, I'm going to say back in the day, and you never really hear, oh, I haven't, but Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man, Randy Savage, all the big name guys back in the day, The Undertaker, I suppose, fractionally later, but how the heck do they maintain their balance and their karma and their mindset? After walking off a stage in front of in WrestleMania in front of eighty, ninety thousand people, how how do you maintain that 
I heard, that I heard level-headedness a, or whatever. I heard a great anecdote, actually, about uh, the matchman Randy Savage. And I forget who it was who told it, unfortunately. And he was he was introduced to matching man Randy Savage by Hulk Hogan or something like that. And he walks off and he's doing, ooh, yeah, yeah. brother. You know, doing the talking. And the guy said to him afterwards, he says, how does he maintain doing that voice all this time? And it's like, he's not doing a voice. That's how he speaks. Years <laughs> of getting hit in the head and smoking a shit ton of weed. That's just how he speaks. Well, to be fair, he also died tragically. It was a car accident, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Well, then it's funny because he was on my list, and then as I was doing, I actually take him off my list because actually it was a car accident. So I was like, oh, gosh, damn it. That's nothing to do with him wrestling or whatever. But I don't know. But well, um, more recently, I think we, we, we mentioned this this, this chat probably myself when we talked about tag teamers uh, last week. And it was uh, Jeff Hardy, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I believe that he, he, he had a match. He was heavily into drugs, and he actually turned up and he was in the ring intoxicated and the match that he had with Sting he pinned him in under two minutes and that was it he just, just completely intoxicated yeah you know well, and, I know he, that the... and he left and they, or they, they sacked him and he, I think he's back now in some capacity but it, he's, you know it's it, ruined isn't it you know it's not, not oh, they're using him like a poster child of uh, sobriety sort of thing so he's, ah, he's back okay. he's back wrestling with Matt Hardy as well uh, right. tag teams and stuff like that but yeah, yeah he, he went down a dark road of well both of them did both effective, yeah, bo- yeah. both of those guys did um, and, and again they, they came up on my yeah it was both of them came as as being people who struggled with various sort of addictions and this that and the other but the, the thing I, I just want to move in a way slightly away from the addiction although it, it ties it in in loosely is the sort of loneliness and the depression aspect of it in terms of you're on the road it probably haven't got your family there if even you have a family life and I know there's a couple of wrestlers that have this is going to sound horrible have married with children and are still married with children and stuff but it, it sort of struck me as a quite a lonely existence if you yeah. know what I mean and you're on your own, you're on your own, it's lonely, it's depressing, what do you do? Well, I'm going to go to this place, right, okay, hook me up with a local dealer, I want something to get rid of this loneliness, this depression. So, again, I asked the question, and if Vince was here, I'd ask him, Yeah, what did they do? Forget actually recognising the physical injuries of these people and what they were doing, but what did they do to recognise the depression and the loneliness that perhaps some of these wrestlers were going through? Did it happen? Did, I don't know. Maybe it was... You don't really know. You'd like to think something happened, but again, obviously something I would imagine is happening with a wellness thing now, but back in the day, was it an arm around the shoulder saying... Come on, don't oh, come on, you're all right. Do this type yeah. thing, you'll be all right. Snap out of it, you'll be Here's fine. That. Yeah. Take this, this you know, and, that, and that's the thing. You know, the, the worst thing you can say to anybody that that you know is perhaps suffering from men, m- mental illness or depression is, "Oh, come on, snap out of it. Come on, pull yourself together." Well, don't you think if I could do that, I would? Don't you think if I could pull myself together, I would? Don't you think if I could snap out of it, I would? You know, I don't choose to be like this. So it, it does make you wonder whether or not. You know, there were 
were there signs? Were there things that? And and it goes back to what I asked Dad earlier. Were they aware of it and then just swept it under the carpet as if to say like I, I don't really want to be dealing with this. And if that's the case, was that an institutional wide decision? I mean, I find that hard to believe. Is the whole institution and, and business of WWF went nah? Don't want to be dealing to with be that. I, I I think to be honest, I think with with over the last I don't know, let's say ten years, possibly more, mental health, um, just awareness. Yeah. yeah, awareness has just become massively. It's major in everything, and I think in the nineteen nineties, late eighties, early nineties, it wasn't really there. I don't think, to be honest. No, it wasn't. It was literally so, said, sort yourself out, son. Come on, pull yourself yeah. together. Pull yourself so together. Nobody, yeah. Nobody probably knew, or there's only probably a handful of people who knew how to deal with it. Whereas now, there's loads of people who could go and see, you know, yeah. who, who, who can give you help. But yeah, that, that's just, my thing. Just I'm just going to on that. Go on, Anne. Uh, quickly. Um, I mean, if, for me, if someone told me just sort yourself out, I think I'd, I'd prefer that than explaining how I felt. And I'm not like you know old school. I just like to get on with things. I like to. Uh, work through would you things not, myself. Would you not feel but, as though if, if you could do that, you would have the ability and the capability yourself to do that? So if someone said, come on, Andy, put yourself together, do you not think if you could do that, you would have done that? Uh, to a degree, but then it's always sometimes you just need someone else just to say something. And do you think it would be that kick up the arse that somebody gives you to say, come on, Andy, you know, pull yourself together. Come on, get get on with it. You know, you've got another show tomorrow night or whatever. Just yeah. crack on. It works for me because I don't like people. Whereas, like the people, it doesn't work for. They they need <laughs> people to accept them or whatever. But but what was the the reason I I put it in was just thinking of um, if you look at the the people who live longer than you know thirties, she was saying wrestling. Yeah, we've all we've all had decent levels of success outside of wrestling. So. You know, you, you speak of Hulk Hogan. He's he's got his own brand in Hulkamania and stuff like. That. He's got shops yeah. and stuff. The Rock does films. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got other ones like like Kane. He's now like he's like yeah. mayor of a town and stuff like. That. And yeah, oh, he is. Yeah, really, yeah. 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 So he's like, I don't think he, I don't think he wears the mask for that though. Oh, your yeah. favorite John Cena, Andy. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's bad in films. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great wrestler, but he's a terrible actor. <laughs> but you know, like, if I, I wonder whether if if social media was as prevalent as it is now as it was, well, now, if it was back then, back then like, it's, would it's they now. would that be their alternative drug of saying, well, in between wrestling, I'll just post a picture of me, you know, uh, drinking with. Big show, uh, yeah. big show, or the under the giant or someone. Else. So back in the day, it, would that be the new effect? Instagram. So you got people that are snapping selfies and doing this and popping on Instagram. Back in the day, would they be doing that? And would that be their release sort of thing? I, I, I think know. so because you, you look at like all these reality TV shows where they use Instagram and all that as a way to keep their fame, sort of thing, in it. So yeah, whether both ways. As, as well, Andy, exactly, yeah. because obviously you get a lot of online abuse. You, know? you get a lot of trolling, don't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. which can then give you mental health problems, etc. So, but it can work both ways. But I, I agree with Andy. Yeah. So I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw 
I mentioned it early just because we, we we sort of laughed and joked about him. But does anybody know who Matt Osborne was as a wrestler? Matt Osborne, I don't. On the wings of love. <laughs> on the wings of oh, love. No, no don't know. Sorry. Um, who was Matt Osborne? Uh, was he? He, he wasn't was, Kamala, was he? No, Doink. Doink. Oh. <laughs> He's a quality wrestler. He was one yeah. of Andy's favourites that he mentioned last week. He was my least favourite. <laughs> Apparently, though, what what they what I was doing a bit of research because um, he was fifty five and he died of a drug overdose, so so he falls into my sort of um, bracket of of sort of. Uh, Rest of stuff, but apparently he reinvented himself sort of two or three times. I suppose a bit like um, was that Ma- is it like Man- mankind? Was it? Oh, he was a, um, the the Soco guy, um, Foley. Mick Foley. Did he reinvent yeah, himself yeah. two or three times in two or three? Was, was doing the clown he repo? Was doing the clown repo man? Yeah, well, Do- right? was a couple of people. Uh, yeah, that's what I say. Yeah, oh, so he, okay. okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, well, you, you talk about Mick Foley. There was Junkyard Dog, wasn't it? Was that not Junkyard Dog? No. There was um, Dude Love. Dude um, Love, yeah. Yeah, Dude yeah. Love, yeah. Yeah, it was. Mankind. Yeah. Yeah, Who Mick was? Foley, because he wrestled as himself, effectively, yeah. But he, uh, re- he, did, he, did, he did reinvent himself. Um, but, yeah, the only reason I obviously Doink, <laughs> Doink got in there was um, sort of drug overdose. Now, I, didn't, I, I didn't enjoy, enjoy him, but... I didn't wish that upon him. The, the, the only the, the Kurt Hennig, who was one of them. Yeah. That, that disappointed me as well. You know, miss, you call yourself Mister Perfect. You know what I mean? Age forty four, Four, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, oh, I got I got forty one. You got forty four, oh. did you? Oh, well, yeah. my, my handwriting is bad, though. So my bad handwriting is bad, so it, it could be 41. But certainly, let's say early 40s. And, and, and he was one of my favourite wrestlers. He was a character. He portrayed that level of arrogance. And I, yeah, that, that really saddened me to read that one. Yeah, I'm just going to have well, a look going now. Back, going back um, a few years, well, in the 80s, it was um, Kerry Von Erich, wasn't it? Errol Eric. That that case is probably the most tragic. Thirty-three, he was. Yeah, well, he lost. Only, the only reason I know that is because he's on that. Yeah, but his his story is a tragic one, though, isn't he? That he he lost a leg. Yeah, well, he lost a low part of a leg in a motorcycle accident. Well, they repaired it. The doctors repaired it, but because of his will to wrestle, he tried to walk on it too early and right. damaged it irreparably, and it had to be removed. So he yeah. actually fought with a false foot but it hid it from everybody yeah even to the point where he'd shower with his boots on because he didn't want anybody to know what he's you know what he had. I, think, I, I think he wrestled in wcw lost his leg and then went to wwe yeah after, didn't he and he did. he did but then again he was somebody else who, who suffered terribly with his mental health he, his brothers had all perished um and joined the clown there his brothers there perished terribly he's his, his, he lost a brother at the age, his, his brother was six, I think, died of electrocution in the home, and he had three brothers who committed suicide. And obviously oh, he ended up taking his own life in a single shot with a pistol, uh, you know, because he kept saying it was a matter of time, I had to do it, you know, I watched you join my brothers, uh, my brothers need me. And even though he had a family, uh, you know, on this earth, 
he felt you know his calling was elsewhere and again that's just the, the the mental health that this guy suffered from and hid it from everybody nobody really had much of a clue what, what he was suffering from terry von eric terry von eric texas tornado will just had a look at so you can't can you see that yeah that's him no Oh, oh, sorry, Mike von Eric. Mike von Eric. Yeah, Mike. He died at twenty-three. Is that yeah. his brother? There was there was Michael and there was David. One of them, I think, one of them passed away in Japan, wrestling in Japan, and was um, it was it it was undisclosed to what the cause was, but the rumor was it was drug related. And then I think right. at least one or two other brothers then committed suicide, and it's it's and quite tragic. Family. In the early '80s, were like the the Hart family. Where they, you know, they had yeah. their pioneers of wrestling. The, the families, because yeah. you got the, the Hart family, which I think David Boy Smith was. He was. Or sister or something, wasn't he? He was. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, and I think the the, the Eric was was another pioneering wrestling family. You see, Rowdy Roddy, 61. Okay, that's 60. Yeah, decent age, but you you probably want to live a bit. A bit longer than that. The one, one of the ones that, that got me was Ravishing Rick Rude. I know. 40 years old. Drugs again. Drugs. So effectively heart failure, but they put it down to heart failure, put it down to effectively drug use and, and sustained drug use. And you think it, I mean, I got here, I mean, just the ones we mentioned, Owen Hart, 34 accident, Kurt Hennig, 41, drug overdose, David Boy Smith, 39, heart attack, substance reliance, steroid abuse. China, 46, drug overdose. Chris Benoit, suicide, but obviously, you know, Eddie Guerrero, drug abuse, alcoholism. Doink, Matt Osborne, drug overdose. Miss Elizabeth, drug overdose. And you're like, it can't be coincidence. No, no. It can't be. No. It, 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 for, for that many entertainers, people to to effectively fall by the wayside, that's the wrong phrase, but, but suffer from drug, alcohol, addiction, it, it can't be. It has to be related to it's the careers that they were doing. Yeah, absolutely. And therefore, and that goes back to the, thing, the things that I, I mentioned, injuries, concussion protocol, family life, depression, loneliness, life on the road, it, it has to be a concoction of all of those things. Has to be. Yeah, agree. And... Just, just what I mean. I say I, I'm not sure how long we've we, we've got left, but one thing I want to mention is there, there's a decent series, a uh, decent sort of series on. I think you can get it on Netflix and stuff, um, and it's into its third series now. It's called Dark Side of the Ring, um, yeah, and if you ha- if you haven't watched it, seen it, it, it is like let's say gnarly, gritty. It, it's very gritty. Um, and while I was doing my research, I, I subsequently found out that they actually are doing an even more gnarly one or gritty one, which is called the dark side of the dark side of the ring. And it, that they they talk about, if, without being too candid, sort of sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and it like some of the stories, the parties, and the the, the backstage antics, and you're like, like really, like wow. So, Jack, 
that series, I watched a little bit of actually about Owen Hart and, and, and the accident that happened there because that one is, when you think about everything that those guys put their body through and literally lay their body on the line every night, and this was a guy who was just entering into the rings, being lowered down from the rafters on um, on, on, a, on some kind yeah. of ropes without a tagline, yeah. uh, and, and it was so avoidable. And they, they talked about the accident. The people who witnessed it on the night, obviously, it never went out on television. It was pulled. But, you know, he he, f- he fell into the ring. And someone listening to the people who talked about it, who were there on the night, talking about it so passionately, actually, it was quite difficult to watch. How, how, how far was it, sorry, Ann? Was it? It, it was 90, 90 plus feet, it was. And, you know, he he, he died of blunt force trauma. Now, some people say he hit the ring. The, the, if you watch did, the program. Did he hit the ring post? Yeah, that's what they well they think he did, you know they think he did but ultimately you you listen to the uh, the referee on the night they have an interview with him Jim Cornette if you remember Jim Cornette you know he was there on the night and he said he remembers Owen's last words as he fell literally it says you know and he says this tells the story of the man as he fall he fell he knew he was done for and he yelled look out to the people below he wanted the people to get out of the way so that he wasn't hurting them and that tells a lot about the guy doesn't it. Wow. Wow, the, yeah. The, I mean, Owen Hart was was a it, it was a tragic accident, um, but it does it does sort of make you think. You know, were, were they were they always pushing the boundaries of what was acceptable, what wasn't acceptable? Always pushing the boundaries of trying to do that bigger, better, faster, higher, stronger, whatever it may be, and. And again, that goes back to what I said ages ago about the wrestler welfare and were they always looking to... And I know accidents happen, but it was completely avoidable. So, like, why were they putting that guy in that position effectively to do that stunt? Do we do we actually know? Did he slip? Did he... Was it... Um, I, I, I don't think anybody really. I don't think anybody really knows. The only thing they do know is he really did not want to do it. He did not like heights. He was he was, yeah. he was terrified of heights, and he yeah. really, really did not want to do it. Wow. And that's frightening in terms of. And again, it goes back to: was he effectively instructed by the organisation to do it? And I don't care what you think, but you are doing this. I don't know. And one thing, just one thing, and I don't know whether or not you you've come across this, but. I don't know you, so I don't really can see that. So it's called Ring the Damn Bell. So if yeah. if you could, so it's called Ring the Damn Bell, and I think they're up to episode three hundred twenty-eight. Um, oh, wow. And and it basically, it's, I'll just read the bio. It's this is the three hundred twenty-eighth installment of the Wrestling with Sin series, a group of stories that delves into the darker underbelly of pro wrestling. Many of the stories involve such subjects as sex, drugs, greed, and in some cases even murder, blah, 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 blah. And I think they're on like 328, and then it's like there's 327 and 326 and so on. So I haven't yet, but I'd be interested to know. And that was posted episode 326, 29th of March, 2021. So relatively current, so it's obviously still going on. So I haven't... I don't know whether that's... I, I don't know on what platform that is, so I'll have to investigate that, but um, that sounds like maybe something that 
might be worth if you're interested in this sort of thing, sort of checking out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's definitely worth a listen to. Well, I, think, I also remember last week, just quickly touching on this one, uh, that you said, uh, John, your, your, your uh, younger brother, his, he, one of his favourite wrestlers was Amarga, was that right? Amarga? Amarga, yeah. He, he, he's, he was your young death. Yeah, drugs. Who was that, sorry? Amarga. He was the Ugandan giant and, and last time I was taking it, he passed away last year at the right. ripe old age of 70, which was quite nice to read. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he was on. I've just had a look at the um, and there is quite a lot of bio for the for the wrestling with sin, sort of three to eight. Um, there is quite a lot of sort of blurb as such to go with it but I'm not sure whether it I, I can't I'd have to have a look see if there's a link to like a podcast or is it literally just written media or stuff but that would be interesting if you are into the slight underbelly of of, of wrestling and stuff um, but I don't know what time I don't know what time we're now what time we're now I just uh, as the official timekeeper we're, we're a little bit north of the hour mark oh okay bit. so yeah. so if we if we want to sort of um Let's wrap it up with them. I've enjoyed this, and we possibly could have gone on for a little bit longer. Um, but add any sort of in, in true traditional Jerry Springer style, any sort of final thoughts? Um, well, to be honest with you, I think when we draw the comparisons with modern day and we talk about mental health, is I, I, I just feel that probably played a part in an awful lot of these people in terms of how their lives panned out and how it was all managed. And that's just something something that you can't put enough importance on. You know, whether you need an arm around the shoulder or a kick up the backside, I just hope you go out and you get it, you know, what you need if you do need that. And for the love of God, if you're one of those people who are, who are deeply affected by these things, then probably stay away from social media because for the most part, you're not going to yeah. find the the, the 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 solace that you're looking for there. Yeah, yeah agreed. Um, um, Sid, good. Yeah, Sid, I, final comments, final thoughts. Absolutely, echo what Adam says there. Uh, just one word is is well, <laughs> avoidable. Really, uh, I know that's two, but avoidable um, is the main word. But yeah, could have been avoidable. Definitely, yeah. I think. Yeah, uh, Andy. Yeah, I think the guy said it all. Uh, Try and uh, don't go to the dark side and uh, to quote a Mr. Garrison, drugs bad and okay? <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah, just deal with your problems. I mean, there's always someone out there you can talk to if you need to talk to someone, uh, but not me. And going on, but they always turn around. To be honest, uh, they they always turn around and say, um, it's sometimes it's easier to speak to somebody who you don't know. Yeah, you know, as, as a complete stranger, because people you know 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 you, you know. Yeah. So you say, you know, if you do, do have problems, speak yeah. to a stranger. Look, I, I I've enjoyed sort of leading this episode. Really, um, I was try trying to make it not not too dark as such, and and we've had a little bit of a laugh along the way and stuff. So I have enjoyed sort of exploring the, the slightly dark side. Maybe check out the. You know, a couple of the sort of um, various podcasts and media and stuff that we've mentioned. Because if you are into it, great. And I think it's it's one of those. It, it's sort of 
if you're into the sort of the glitz and the glam and the razzmatazz, great. But I think you have to appreciate that there was quite a lot going on. And we we've well, I've tried to make it relatively upbeat, and we could have gone much more gritty, gnarly with some of very specific stories as to what happened. Um, but yeah, I've enjoyed this. Um, uh, interesting that I don't think it's coincidence that all of these people suffer from all of these addictions and stuff. And I, I would argue that it absolutely 100% is down to the career and the job that, that they had. So, um, But yeah, I echo in a way what Andy said, and he's absolutely right and said as well. You know, if you are suffering from any of this sort of stuff that we've spoken about, loneliness, depression, illness, this, that, and the other, then go with it. Um, seek some advice, try and talk to people. There's lots of people out there that can give you support. So, um, yeah, ne- never suffer alone. Never suffer, suffer in silence, folks. Uh, and I suppose that's my, that's my sort of message, really, as, as we leave. Or there's always somebody out there, end of a phone, end of a text, end of a... A, a blog, an email, or whatever it may be, just just never suffering silence. So, Remember the old BT uh, advert for for uh, followers and people in the UK. Remember it with uh, Maureen Lipton. It's good to talk. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is. It is good to I'm talk. Showing uh, age. We are. Um, and on that note, um, we're going to wrap it up. So, um, Ad, do you want to say your goodbyes? Yeah, I've I've enjoyed this episode for the most part. It's been um, it's been it's been a bit darker, but I think that's okay to turn to the dark side once in a while. Certainly, we, we it's possibly what are we episode sixty six? The first time we've had the, such a liberal use of the word razzmatazz. So that's been delightful <laughs> for everybody. So, so thank you for tuning in and listening, and we'll see you next week. Uh, Sid. Yeah, brilliant again. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, as per last week and the other times I've been on. Um, yeah, uh, keep it going, guys. And Andy? Yeah, it's been good. It's always good to do both sides of the coin, the good and the bad. So hopefully we keep up with controversial topics. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, and and I'll just, just before I go, I'll echo... Um, perhaps what Adam mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, you know, if, if there's a topic out there, if there's a, a, a topic you want us to talk about, discuss, um, get in touch with us, all the usual um, sort of social media outlets, platforms. Um, yeah, we're happy to um, t- to um, take some sort of listener feedback. So, um, yeah, get in touch with us. Uh, let us know what you think. Um, I hope you like the episode and um, I'll speak to you soon. Cheers. Gaz, out. <laughs>